when I'd sort of embodied the idea of um, it needs to happen in conversations and um, I need to start with my existing network. Okay, that was it. You know, I need to start with my existing network. Well, that's that's when I stopped trying so hard to get clients. Welcome to the Coaching Life Podcast, where we peel back the bull crap and brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. We've had quite a diverse range of guests on this podcast, and I'm super grateful for all of them. Most have been established coaches, some completely rocking it from day one, others experiencing what seems to be much more usual route. Um, of it perhaps taking longer even than you know we might initially think to build a sustainable practice. But what about those of you listening who perhaps haven't got your first client yet, or perhaps you've just a couple of paying clients and you're not in the realms of particularly high fees and you've only been coaching a few months. What's it like for you and what lessons might you like to share with others also at this stage of their coaching life? Well, Let's talk to someone who's at that stage of building their coaching practice. Today's guest has been, um, he's had a successful career already as a surgeon, has worked in IT and has got paid to ride a bicycle <laughs> and only came across the three principles, I think, late last year and indeed only started coaching last year. Then he's courageous enough to come on and chat about what is his very young coaching life like? So, a very warm welcome to Giles Croft. Hello, Giles. Hi, Phil. Hello, thanks for coming on. How do you get paid, or did you get paid, to ride a bicycle? <laughs> mm. um, it was actually for my... Um... It was for my favourite cycling mag that I, I used to look forward to it coming through the, the letterbox every month because I subscribed to it and uh, obviously, obviously rode my bike a load and I also liked writing. I used to like keep a journal whenever I went away r riding my bike on holiday and stuff and um, just was reading it and thought I could do that. Um, I could get some pictures together. I could write. I could write some copy for them. So, um, so I just wrote an article in the House Style and, and sent it off. Took a lot of badgering to get it published. I think. I think there were three different editors who who like came and went during the time I was trying to get it that first article published. I only ever really wanted to have that one article published. That was what I was aiming for. And then before I knew it. I was on the books. I was on the books as a, as a and I just used to phone up the editor and say, "You've not done an article on the tour of Lombardy for a while. How about I go out to Italy yeah, and uh, and we do that?" And, and that was the way it worked. It was, so it was, cool. Yeah, it was so way cool. more simple than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what can happen if we just simply ask. Really is. So um, where we normally start, and I know you're uh, an avid listener of this podcast, but where we normally start um, is like what got you into coaching but you know what i would like to for you to just paint a brief picture of where you're at currently because it is early days for you so you know what what does your practice currently look like now yeah so um i started coaching full-time back in um september um september october 
and and it's all I do now. It's I, I am full time on it. My uh, my my old health IT job that I was um, well um, consultancy that I had um, I let go at the uh, the end of the year. And um, yeah, so I've. I've I've had kind of like beta test clients for a, for a yeah. program when I first yeah. started, and, and I did the whole sort of co-coaching thing from a little life coaching course that I did, and I've had um, I've had a few clients on packages, uh, and I've got a couple on the go at the moment, and just constantly having the constantly having the conversations really. Yeah, so I right say thank you for coming on because. Um, you know, you 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 reached out to me and we had that conversation, and I thought, yeah, this is really going to serve people because I know there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who even haven't even started coaching. You know, they're just simply interested. So, yeah, thank you. So, yeah, let's go back to that original question. You know, you had a, I know you had a career as a surgeon. So, mm-hmm. um, when did you start coming across like personal development, and what was it that that drew you towards coaching? Um, I didn't. I didn't come across the personal development world until after I'd made my first major and what I look back on as the most difficult career change, which was leaving surgery. I did that one by brute force. I just um, I, I knew that I wanted to. Um, well, no, it was more a case of knowing that I didn't want to um, spend the rest of my life doing that one thing. I had a whole load of outside interests riding my bike and, um, and I had a real interest in like the the the, the information side of uh, of, uh, of the health service so I'd gone through all of that and it was only really when I'd, I'd got to that point of um, kind of going a bit downhill on that career as well because I thought well if surgery wasn't the right career for me to make me happy then maybe health informatics was and it was only when I was several years into that and and in the doldrums a bit that somebody I was just I went on a I went on a my boss sent me on a time management course for some reason so I was miserable and um, the the woman who was running the course just said have you ever read the book feel the fear and do it anyway by Susan Jeffers I was like no all this, what's this cheesy stuff? And, uh, you know, for a very, uh, the, the very traditional background that I'd had in terms of my career and, and my upbringing, you know, that was a real, really, really eye-opening book for me, like majorly eye-opening. It's like, what? You mean you can like do anything? Get out of town. Because I, you know, I really thought that I was just built to have a job. That I didn't know any different. I didn't know any different. So that was kind of like the, the beginning of my journey into personal development, if you like. I read a whole load of books from different ends of the spectrum, the very practical to the very spiritual. Um, got into the cycling magazine. You know, that was this process of kind of like growth that was just all these things that I was aiming for and, and, and were working out for me. Um, but then I went off the boil for years. I think of that as my first renaissance and it kind of tailed off because I got kind of like stuck in this IT consultancy of mine, you know, earning a reasonable amount of money, not really having to try very hard, not really pushing myself at all. Um, and it wasn't until I got back in the doldrums again right. that I that I kind of like came across the came across the, the even even the idea of coaching. I didn't know what coaching was, to be honest, Phil, to look it up. <laughs> 
It's a wonderful what a, um, you know, it's, it's kind of fascinating and, a, and what a wonderful stepping stone misery can be to like the next phases of our life, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Good grief, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, you, there's, what's the impetus for change when everything's okay? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's the impetus for change? And so many people, like over the years when I've talked about career change, so many people have uh, have come to me in um, really in extremists, really feeling like you know they've been pushed into a corner and they just and they can't see the way out and it's terrible and and I always say to them, great, you know, because this is where this is where change happens. You know, it, it happens down there in the depths. It doesn't happen when you're all you know la di da about everything because yeah. there's no reason for it to happen then. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, what you what happened then that had you start to look more in this direction? Um, well, I'd been I'd been I'd been talking about career change for a decade. I'd been I'd been invited because of my interesting career path that I'd had, like leaving medicine, which you're not supposed to be able to do. Um, <laughs> and I had instantly disappeared down a hole. Um, so, um, I met a guy at a conference who was um, his friend was putting on um, putting on an event specifically for doctors who 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 might want to leave, and he was pulling together a whole bunch of different people who'd been in the medical profession and had gone on to do completely varied things and he was putting pulling them all together put them all up on stage inspire people you know if people wanted to wanted to leave so he asked me if i would speak um and i said yeah and he asked me if i'd speak about how i left surgery and got into health informatics and that didn't really interest me and it was also i'd already kind of clocked that 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 path that I'd taken was my own path, that nobody else could, could have followed the path that I took to get into this made-up world of, of, of health informatics. There wasn't a standard career path. So I said to him, yeah, I will come and talk, but I want to talk about the process. I want to talk about change. So that got me, you know, I kind of like pulled together all of the, 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 the reading and the listening I'd done over the years and put together my little version, Giles's version of how stuff works. <laughs> and spent uh, and spent a decade being invited back to conferences, uh, other conferences as well, to to talk about about career change. But I was doing that for like one week a year, and so for that one week, I really felt like I was doing what I was put on earth to do. Mm. Uh, and then for the remaining fifty-one weeks of the year, I was going back to you know my now fairly uninspiring um, health IT work. And um, as the years went by, I felt more and more of a fraud, to be honest, because there was me, you know, standing up telling people all about career change, and I was getting myself further and further <laughs> into the doldrums and not doing anything. And it and and like I remember getting the email from I, I talk at the BMJ Careers Conference every year, and I remember getting the email. And it was like the tenth year running, and I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, Giles." 10 years you've been doing this you've been given the same talk and nothing has changed in your own life <laughs> and you know like being really really hard on myself and um 
And like when I had when I had my little revelation, so there was just something that happened at work one day, and I just snapped, and I just like I got off I got off the end of a phone call, and it was like one of those Joseph Campbell call to adventure moments, where I just knew that that door to my old life closed, and whatever happened, didn't know what was going to happen, didn't know what I was going to do next, but that but that new uh, a new door had opened, and it was funny how that email then took on a completely different picture because it was like, Charles, mate, you've got like a decade's experience of doing this. <laughs> Why don't you do something with it, you know? Um, and I think if I'm being absolutely honest, I felt safe up on that stage. It, it felt really safe to stand up there and tell people mm. how things worked from my perspective without having to get involved. And every time I'd give the talk, I'd have like loads of people wanting to talk to me afterwards, asking me questions about um, how how they could apply what I talked about, which was nothing more than common sense, Phil, honest, um, how they could apply that in, in their own specific situation. And usually somebody would say, do you do any one-on-one work? And I'd be like, no, 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 I'm not that guy. And I'd try and, you know, point them somewhere else, point them in another okay. direction. Go back and, and hide the, in your 10-year career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, you know, I'll send you an email. <laughs> I'll send you an email, but God, don't get back in touch with me. And... Um, so that was the that was the realization I had in in the, in that in at the end of that very 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 dark day where I knew that I was going to stop doing the the health IT stuff, but I didn't know what was the other side of that gap. Um, that's the realization that I had. It's like the time has come for me to actually do the thing I'm most scared of, which is to start doing one-on-one work with people. So That's where does coming across the three principles come into that? Like from a timeline <laughs> perspective as well, and, yeah. and what okay, was the so impact the, of that? Yeah, so I think I think it must have been like it's. Uh, it was, I think it was May last year when I made the decision where I had mm-hmm. that phone call. I then I then got myself onto a. Uh, my, I, I remembered all of a sudden that my sister had done uh, a, a life coaching course, and after I googled what is life coaching, I then phoned her up and I said, <laughs> "Didn't you do something like this?" And she said, "Yeah." And I said, do you reckon I should do it? She's like, yeah, yeah, you were made for this stuff. I'm like, oh, why, why did nobody tell me? Um, so it was after having done that course, which was kind of like a you know, fairly standard life coachy type, um, goal-orientated, grow model, that kind of stuff, which didn't, which, didn't, which didn't really resonate me and didn't set me alight at all. But I, kind of like, I, was, I was like, well, this is kind of like the direction I'm going in. If it's the one-on-one stuff, then I need to get my head around all of this. So I just started. I just started coaching, but I was, I was, um, I was obsessed with what to actually do in a coaching session. <laughs> like, what do you actually do? Okay, I can ask people questions. I can find out what's going on. But you know, I don't have the experience to be able to give them advice. You know, so what? What, what is this coaching business? So I just went out, and I mean, I'm a big fan of podcasts, and um, I just started listening to podcasts. Of I think I searched in the podcast directory for examples of life coaching or something, and and got a taster for a whole different a whole range of styles of uh, of coaching most of which didn't resonate with me at all but then came across um Jamie Smiles podcast and didn't have a clue what he was talking about but <laughs> it seemed to resonate with me to the degree where I kept coming back for more 
and that's how I and that's that's how I got into it all really. And and like read his book and and sort of felt pieces of the jigsaw kind of clunk into place for me. And it's like, oh, that's what I've been doing over the over the years. Because like my talk that I that, that I gave my ten principles of career change talk, like I used to sum it up at the end, and it used to be literally it used to be, be yourself, uh, trust your intuition, don't overthink it get off your ass and do something and so when i came across the three p's it's like oh yeah <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yeah good grief so yeah life got a lot easier after that mm. so let's dive in then really to like um here you are you're moving at some kind of rate into this idea yeah. of like okay yeah coaching it's for me it's for me and immersing yourself in all of that where are clients where where were you finding clients or where were where were people finding you how how were those conversations initially at least coming about yeah so yeah i didn't know i, re- I you know I, I honestly didn't know i had no idea i had a mailing list that i that i developed that i'd kind of grown over the years from all the people who'd seen me speak mm-hmm. i always i always asked i used to send out you know sort of a series of five emails afterwards over time to keep their momentum up so i had this but then i never did anything with it so i had like 800 people on a mailing list who um i still haven't properly engaged (laughs) anyone on my mailing list and they're listening to this i will i will be back to you very soon i promise um but i um i got i got my own coach that that was really important I, I just I felt like I I was floundering, so I, so I got my own coach, and um, he recommended that I I read the Prosperous Coach, and I read that and I hated it. I was like, oh no, I want it to be easier than that. No, there's got to be a system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at it now on the shelf, <laughs> and um, but I could see that it made total sense. So in a way, that was kind of like almost before I'd even started was like tearing it up and like, okay, okay, this is going to take longer than I thought it was going to take. So what in particular, I'm I'm kind of curious and I'm tempted like to put words <clears throat> in your mouth, you see, because, uh, but I'm tempted, what was it about that book that, that you know, would you describe, describe it as a game changer? I mean, it certainly was a game changer. Yeah, yeah, because it was about the conversation. It was about one conversation at a time. Here was me thinking that I could, I could like, put content out there or engage my mailing list or give a talk or something and at the end of that i would have people saying please may i be your client (laughs) 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 which seems ridiculous now but at the time i didn't know any better so that that's what the prosperous coach did for me it's like no 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 this happens like you're you're you you know you create clients one conversation at a time and so that just enabled me to then shift my focus to a far more of a uh, you know actually being with a person being present with a person and and only ever looking to to get that next conversation in the diary and anything so yeah i might end up doing the same stuff but i might still end up engaging my mailing list and 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 putting content out there but there's a there's a there's a there's a peace going on there in terms of the intent and it's 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 to have the next conversation because that's where client creation occurs and inside a conversation the experience of coaching rather than the concepts of coaching isn't it that's how they put it yeah and also i mean like for me it was it it there was a shift really from 
trying to build a business um, to building relationships with people. And the business, in actual fact, became like it needs some attention. I'm not saying that you don't give a business any attention at all, but it is essentially a byproduct of connecting with people and building relationships rather than thinking, okay, I'm going to build a business. I'm building relationships and being of service to people. And to me, that's a, f a foundational shift, if you like, um, mm. in building a practice. So what was, what were those first, um, those first, how did they, how did they come around? You know, those first, first few clients <clears throat> or even the first few conversations, Giles, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued about that because, um, there's a time when I guess I had just a trickle of people that I might have been talking to and whatever, and had those had the, I've had those moments sitting at home. Hmm, who can I talk to? Mm. What's it? What's it? What was it like for you? I think <clears throat> that again for me, it's always it's always been. Oh, it's really hard to put. Kind of getting into a, getting into a, a particular mindset about what it is you're doing and 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 where you're coming from, that kind of just enables the stuff to happen anyway. So um, when I'd when I'd sort of embodied the idea of. Um, it needs to happen in conversations and um, I need to start with my existing network. Okay, that was it. You know, I need to start with my existing network. Well, that's, that's when I stopped trying so hard to get clients, as it were, and I, I, and I just started having conversations with. So one of my clients is, is, is somebody who lives across the road <laughs> and she's friends with my wife. Yeah. And say she was in the kitchen, and we were just i mean as time's gone by i've um I've still got way to go, but I've become a much better listener and so and 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 actually you know being present with somebody and 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 having some kind of connection with it. and it just seemed like the most natural thing in the world to say do you want to you know do you want to come out for one of my walking talks because i really i got into doing my coaching outdoors again, not something I'd planned. But I just went out with a mate one day. Cause I, so, yeah, I suppose I started, like, um, almost um, going out for, for, for walks with friends and friends of friends to tell them what I was doing. Because I thought, well, if I'm going to be a coach, people need to know I'm a coach. It's as simple as that. But, you know, people need to know that that's what I do these days. I'm not the slightly miserable healthcare IT guy who used to be a surgeon and ride his bike and then got injured so he couldn't do it anymore person. That's not who I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, 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 I, and, I, and I went out walking with this friend and we just ended up doing a bit of coaching and it just like made sense. Oh, hang on a minute. It's really good to do this outdoors. So, you know, this one was there and I said, would you like to come out for a walk sometime? And, and she was like, yeah. And for me, I just wanted to learn curiosity i didn't i didn't expect anything to come out of it at all I, I you know i can honestly say that it's like i was just curious i thought i might be able to learn a thing or two off her actually oh, and i just think that i mean that's gold there and and coaches that i work with i i you know attempt to point them in that direction and, and i suggest that you your curiosity actually will get you all the clients that you want 
if you're genuinely curious about people and going to conversations, really just wanting to learn about them, they will get you all the clients that you need. They will get you all the clients you need. What What have you learned most um, about yourself whilst coaching, whilst having those kind of conversations? Hmm. What have I learned most about myself? I won't go down the rabbit hole of what is self. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I've learned. There is no self. Um, <clears throat> um, hmm. Oh, gosh, Phil. Um, that, okay, so here's what I've learned about myself is that my 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 background and my experience has sometimes really tripped me up because I came from this this didactic teaching model you know where there was a real hierarchy of you know I'm the junior and there's the senior version of me, and then there's the registrar, and then there's the senior registrar, and then there's the consultant. And it's a, you know, there was a very, very strict hierarchy, in it, and it was very much a teaching, teaching modality. And there are parallels there, because I, I do see coaching as an apprenticeship, but it's, um, you know, like the business of coaching is an apprenticeship. And, but I've really had to let go of that, of, of, of that hierarchy, because... I don't have the answers for my client. I don't know anything they don't, you know. <laughs> and it's it's um so yeah, I I what I've learned about myself is 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 that I can let go of that. It's all it's all letting go, isn't it? Surely most of it's letting go. It's letting go of this and it's letting go of that and it's letting go of the other, you know, and that, that's yeah. Yeah. Is and, that uh, any good? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that's perhaps been easier than what you might have thought? I mean, I, 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 I know generally, like I said in the introduction, most people that I talk to, oh, it took longer. It took longer than I thought, but in some respects it was easier than I thought. And I think once we do that, that whole letting go piece, particularly letting go of ourselves in the conversations and, and really making it, allowing it rather, not making it, but allowing it to be about our client um, rather than, you know, being all caught up in our own thinking about what it is to be a coach. Sure. Um, so, yeah, is there anything there that, that shows up um, when you consider, you know, is, has anything, like, surprised you at how easy it is? Yeah, I mean, that, what you just said, the whole, um, uh, I, what, you see, when I first started and, and, and I was having these conversations, I was so into fixing mode. I was so into offering solutions. Now, that's not to say that in a coaching conversation today, you know, there won't be the odd kind of suggestion that comes out, but it comes from a completely different place. And it's a place where I don't have to think about it and I'm not planning it and I'm not going into a coaching conversation with an agenda of this is what this person needs. Let's try and get them there. So that was so much easier once I once I you know, like fell into the three P's or however we put it, whatever it, it, that was just a huge weight off my shoulders. It's like, no, 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 the, 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 all, all I have to do is, is turn up and just be present for that, for, for that person is to, you know, is to give them the space that they don't get anywhere else. 
and that you know that and I mean, it's it's. I, I find the whole thing incredibly nourishing from from beginning to end. I mean, it just feel like work. <laughs> it is a beautiful gift that we have to offer people. Is that level of presence that mm. that uh, people just don't get anywhere else? They really don't no. get anywhere else. Um. So what's what's for you been the biggest challenge? Do you think? <clears throat> um. Slowing down, maybe. Hmm. Again, you know, my background, I've slowed down over the years. I was, gosh, should should have seen me as a surgeon. And when I, and when I, you know, when I moved on to my next job, I was very, very intense and very doing, 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 doing. And um, so that's, but but once I've seen the power of slowing down, um, that, that, that has, that has become a lot easier. Um, So this, I think it's it's very easy to get caught up in the idea of tr- having this kind of like this 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 vision of of what it means to be a successful coach in inverted commas and to be constantly striving towards working towards that and I that that was you know that was a that was a, another kind of a bit of a realization i suppose is that it's just it's just unfolding in its in its own time you know the whole reason i'm here it's like well it's okay to be a beginner you know it's absolutely yeah. fine yeah. and that 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 took that took a lot of getting my head around that that is absolutely fine to be to, to be a beginner and there's and and there's something in it and and if i can take this kind of like this 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 wide-eyed naivety forwards with me into the, for the rest of my coaching practice, then so be it. You know, I, I, I love it. I love being, I, lo- I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I love being a beginner. It's, it's a nice place. I think that's something that we can always be every day is to be a beginner. Um, and, and, and in a previous conversation, a couple of episodes ago, which is quite funny because at the time of us recording this, the episode I'm referring to is not actually out, but obviously will be out by the time this goes out. Um, uh, Leanne Amanda speaks at the end of that episode about how she constantly, how did she put it now? It was, she, she was constantly letting go of her ideas about coaching, Mm. always letting go of her current ideas and and building on that so i think yeah it's a you know it's a wonderful mindset to have the mindset of a beginner and indeed going into conversations as a kind of dumb coach and let your curiosity yeah, guys yeah <laughs> i was on a course this weekend and something came up about that like that that idea of the childlike curiosity of the coach and it really landed with me and i and i just, i've got a five-year-old daughter i just thought yeah yeah next time i'm stuck for a, for a question <laughs> i'm just gonna think what would my daughter ask in right. this situation <laughs> because yeah. she asked the most amazing questions yeah absolutely we can learn so much about um well not just coaching but about life from children and, and dogs <laughs> yeah um so the three principles you came across those uh through jamie smart's work and whatever what's kind of the impact on you both your life personally and professionally and coming across that understanding so the biggest thing has just been the whole thought feeling connection and that and that whereas previously I was making bold moves or whatever I was doing it felt like hard work 
it, it felt, you know, like, oh, going to have to tee myself up for this one if I'm going to do this <laughs> sort of thing. Whereas now it's like, yeah, well, that's just a bunch of thinking. It can go jump, you know, stick it, stick it on the shelf and get on with it. So it's really... Um, it's really, it's really helped. I mean, it's just, it's helped me to grow my practice because every time I feel any resistance, it's like, oh, brilliant. You know, what, what am I going to kind of like break through and do next? Like, so here's an example. So when I, when I, when I started, and again, I've got no idea why this was, but when I started, I only wanted to do stuff over the phone. Mm. I didn't want to do video and I didn't know why I didn't want to do video. Um, but I didn't want to do video. I, I don't know whether it was because um, I'd been on this course and they'd said something like, you know, uh, the client can always tell whether you're sat up straight or <laughs> whether, you, you know, you've got to. And, and whether I sort of took that on board at some level and thought, oh, no, I like to slob around when I'm coaching. <laughs> I was just like, Gosh, Charles, I never, I never <laughs> considered that. I can develop a whole new complex about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, and... Um, there was, I obviously had like a whole load of thinking about video that, that I just, that, that I wasn't even aware of. And um, my coach coached me by video and, and that really helped. And then like the next step was the whole Facebook Live thing. And I felt like I kind of wanted to do them. Um, and even if I didn't want to, I felt like it was something that I, I should do. I don't know. I was just kind of pulled towards it. Not, not, not as a means to an end at all, just it's like, well, hang on a minute. I really hate the idea of doing those and it makes me really, therefore I should do it kind of thing. And it took me ages to, to get over that. But having that understanding of the three principles would just really help me to like, oh, for God's sake, Charles, will you get over yourself? You know, <laughs> like, you're not scared about the blooming Facebook live. You're scared of your own thinking, mate. Yeah. So liberating <laughs> is incredibly incredibly liberating what's the bit around all of this that you're enjoying the most then um just like more and more is just having fun like more and more is just ha just having fun with it just kind of like I, I always thought it was a bit cheesy when i'd hear hear, hear coaches saying you know well what i want to play i want to play and i always thought oh we get over yourselves and yet it's <laughs> It's in a way, it's like it is. It is. It's quite playful, and the more playful you can be, the the more fun it is. The more relaxed, you know. It's like, well, it's never. It's never not happening now. So anything else that's going on in your head isn't real. <laughs> so just enjoy enjoy what's happening right now, you know. And that's where I think our creative juices flow the most, right? When we are having fun, it just seems to make perfect sense. Um, you know, there's in fact a, a client of mine posted a, a picture of us in a conversation uh, screenshot. And it certainly wasn't a very flattering picture of me leaning back, showing all my neck, laughing. We're both laughing our asses off um, in a coaching in a in a coaching session. Yeah, I mean, I just think it can be fun. So why not let it be fun? Oh, I laugh. I laugh a lot in coaching sessions. Yeah. Absolutely. If I'm not laughing, I feel like I'm not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so let's go in the other direction. Let's go in the other direction. What? What is it? Is there anything? Because it's, I'm noticing there's a presupposition I'm allowing in there. Is there anything that you you are finding particularly difficult? I think it always just <clears throat> it always comes back to the um, I I just catch myself more and more 
these days with that what is it that's difficult question because you can ask what is it so i've turned up for my own for my own coaching before and and i've had a i've had a very very long list of what it is that's difficult a very long list indeed (laughs) and and i've and it's taken me two hours to get to the realization that i've done all of that to myself yeah that i've created all of those problems that i turned up at the coaching session determined for there to be problems and the sooner that we realize that we're 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 creating our own experience the easier it gets so yeah sure i mean i could tell you yeah i want i want to have this enormous thriving practice yeah i want you know the big the biggest difficulty for me is getting clients but i know it's all just a bunch of made-up shit in my head so <laughs> point <laughs> just get yeah, i love that i think um you know, you was telling me actually in a previous conversation how you can go to a coach with a list of things that are that look like a problem, and you talk about the first one, and then you realise that well, actually no, that that, that applies to all everything on my list. Yeah, 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 yeah. certainly that's certainly not that's certainly not unusual. Yeah. Um, so, okay, if you want if you want something, I mean, well, I'd I love, suppose... yeah, I would love some examples because you know there's people listening. Yeah, to yeah, this, yeah. You know. So being like, where to where to focus my efforts? All right. So that's if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I've got something at the moment, it's um, uh, this story I'm telling myself about spreading myself very thin because, you know, I've got like, I've got um, a Facebook page where I put out sort of short form writing. I've got a Facebook group where I do lives. I've got my, my ever neglected mailing list that I feel guilty about not engaging (laughs) with long form writing. Um, I've, uh, you know, I'm on all, all the other, all the other social networks. Recently, I find myself drawn back to the NHS because um, I've just come across some people who are sharing the principles within the NHS, which is something I'd never, ever considered before. Um, I was always the guy that people came to if they wanted to leave the NHS. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, oh, God, ooh, Giles. Um, and, and so there's all these there's all these different pulls on 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 my time so um that's and i still haven't done my website (laughs) i had a website so here's here's a bit of so if here's a bit of advice for new coaches don't have a website until after you've started coaching Mm. Uh, and people had told me that but i really didn't hear it but so i i really kind of like um uh i thought it was really important to have a niche uh, and and my experience had been in career change, so I was branding myself as a career coach, and I spent a lot of time and a lot of money getting a website up like that, and getting business cards and logo design and everything. And I think that I think that website lasted all of three weeks before I took it down again because I realised that that's that's not what it was about, really. I always so, suggest that if if there's to be a niche, then it will appear. It will, yeah. it will appear like it's not something you have to um it's not something that you have to shape and uh form it, i think it seems to like you can look back after you've been talking to people and had a few clients then you can look back and think well who is it that that i'm excited and enjoying working with but that can take months or even years um yeah. and i i still have times where i think well who is it because i there's with the thing is with this understanding that we're calling the principles, but really what we're helping people do is become free of 
limited thinking free of themselves mm. like um it can help so many people um and so trying to then fit into a niche that looks like a very limiting exercise to me yes and 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 that's the experience i went through when i when i first started and uh, and i came across the principle it's like oh well you know if if you if you if you're pairing everything back to the actual human experience about you know what's happening moment to moment to moment well what's that got to do with a niche you know it's like it, it's being human it's being human and being ready for change and as you know as far as i'm concerned so i think if it's if it's more of a sort of a, a a consultancy or a teaching kind of thing that you're you know if you're bringing like a particular experience in, into into coaching and 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 fixing a very very particular problem because it's where you feel all your expertise is then sure yeah you know it's 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 good to have a niche but uh, yeah I don't. Uh, I don't really. It's it's finding me. It's finding yeah, me. Yeah, so I think if it if it if it feels easy and it's really obvious, then yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. But if it's like, hmm, oh, I need to have a niche and I can't work out what that is, then there probably isn't meant to be one. So how mm. are um, how are your conversations coming about? Are you connecting with people? How are they finding you? How are, how are those initial conversations coming about? <clears throat> um. So the there are more there are more the, the the referral thing is starting to happen. Okay, that that was something that you know I I always thought was quite old school and um uh, and like well I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna be waiting for that to happen. I'm I'm gonna have a system or something that's gonna get more people in the door quickly. Um, but the the you know if you work with somebody. Um, and 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 they see real significant change. There's just no way that that they're not gonna. You know, people who say to them, "Well, you're different. What's happened?" And so mm. referrals are starting to come. And in. I want to chip in here, by the way, that working with somebody can be one conversation that's provided. Yeah. You know, pro bono yeah. even. Right. You, if you've oh, helped someone, basically. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No. Yeah. My, no. My referrals are are not coming from. Uh, cl- necessarily clients who've been on paid packages with me it is it is the yeah the the pro but i mean you know what's a client anyway it's it's right. it's just like we're all have conversations here there and everywhere aren't we um i um another one um i went on a course at the weekend i was on my way home um it was late because i was traveling from london back to wales my wife had already texted me to say that she she was going to have an early night so i thought oh i'll, I'll stop in at the pub on the way home and i was doing it you know i was doing a bit of writing was doing a bit of work and um and i wanted to carry on and the it was quite busy and i had to share a table with somebody uh, like a group uh, a couple of couples who were out celebrating a birthday and they just took an interest in in they were like what are you what are you doing i was like oh yeah <laughs> Don't, don't mind sorry you know it's all right i'll stay out of your way it's fine and they what why are you working on a saturday night i was like well i kind of always working because i'm a coach what's that oh and and just got into a conversation there and then and turns out um you know one of them's been looking for something along those lines for quite some time and asked me for my card and asked if she could get in touch and 
it's they they're are. everywhere <laughs> yeah people are everywhere people i mean n- not many people in my experience are sitting at a table at a pub thinking oh, i really would like a coach but <laughs> but if one happens to, to, to turn up <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to manifest a coach, see if I can get one walking in the pub tonight. No, so, But I think there are an awful lot of people out there who would like some help yeah. with something. I mean, one of my favorite stories, through going through Steve Chander's school, um, Steve Hardison came and spoke to us a couple of times and stuff. And he tells a story where he actually really, when he first started out, he put an advert in the local newspaper and it just said, would you like some help? And then his number. And that was it. <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> That's a good one. And yeah. and yeah, people do people do come from everywhere. I've mentioned numerous times on this podcast one of my first clients to sign up for a package actually i actually physically bumped into in the street and you know that's not a not a great strategy um yeah. but yeah people are everywhere people i think we a mistake if you like that a lot of coaches can make is we're trying to get to a stage that's in the future yeah rather than just the next step and the first step is to connect with somebody like that's it just to connect with somebody and that can be a hello how are you doing and then the conversation develops and if you follow your curiosity you get to know that person rather than oh sitting at home wondering where can I get clients from just really where are there people that I would like to connect with it really looks that simple to me that's um that's really brought up for me the um getting a getting a deeper grounding in in the principles um has just allowed me to really relax into conversation with people just generally i mean i used to be that parent who'd turn up at the school gates at the last minute because we lived just around the corner i was able to time it to the the last minute with my headphones in try not to make eye contact with people because i didn't i didn't feel i had anything to talk about you know get my daughter in skedaddle Whereas now, well, you know, I'll sort around, saunter around five minutes early, and I'm, you know, I'll just just chat away to people because, you know, when there's when there's nowhere to get, when it, you just see other people, you know, we're all going through the same human experience, you know, we're all. I love that Sydney Bounce quote of, you know, we're everybody's doing their best with the thinking that looks real to them, and when you see that, the just like the the connection with humankind in general is such that it, why wouldn't you want to have a conversation with somebody? Mm. So that's, that's something that I've really got from, from the principles. Definitely. Yeah. And you know what, Joe, the time with you has flown by. And I think that's like your enthusiasm is very, very apparent in this. I love that. Thank you for being willing to come on and, and talk at this early stage. I just want to ask you really, so for you, yeah. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> why am i doing it because i love it because i love it yeah. I, ju- I just love it it's just it makes me feel alive it's it's you know i, I it's i yeah i just the, the 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 human connection there is nothing like you know i'm quite happy to stand on stage and quite happy to work with groups but like working one-on-one with somebody is such and i know you've had this too it's such a beautiful experience for both people involved it's yeah. just you know being human together is just oh 
just can't beat it. It's what we've been put on earth to do, surely. Yeah, beautiful, and that, and like I say, your enthusiasm for that comes through. It's beautiful, and you know, I wish you all the best. And uh, maybe we'll do a follow-up episode. Uh, yeah. In a, in, a, in a year or something, if I manage to get yeah, through yeah. your 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 personal um, assistant and, yeah. and all that stuff to find a find a slot in your very very busy diary. Um, or when I'm stacking uh, shelves. <laughs> 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 thank you so you much know. for coming on Giles I've thoroughly enjoyed oh, the thanks conversation thanks for inviting me yeah me too cheers Phil I love Giles' enthusiasm. He was very enthusiastic when he initially connected with me, and I think the fact that neither of us takes ourselves particularly seriously has helped us to connect in the way that we have. Humour and lightheartedness is a wonderful space in which to connect with people. I'll, I'll often say joy is life's greatest lubricant. Anyways, I hope you also enjoyed this conversation and this episode. I'm very grateful for Giles being so willing to come on and share openly where he is in the early stages of his practice that's quite unusual for somebody to be willing to do that and i'm sure if he continues with his enthusiasm his humor and curiosity for people he'll be creating a very prosperous coaching life and as always i'd love to hear from you what are you going to take away from this conversation and how might you use that please do get in touch and maybe we'll explore together and if you're enjoying this podcast please take a moment to leave a review on um, Apple Podcast, previously known as iTunes. It makes such a difference in helping people like you find this podcast and also have an opportunity to enjoy these conversations. If you do leave a review, please let me know. I'd love to thank you personally. And I'd also love to hear from you in a more general sense. Where are you at in your coaching practice? What are your biggest challenges right now? And what would you like to like your coaching life to be like? I've been in this profession for 14 years and with it being my sole vocation for the past eight years and have worked with incredibly diverse range of clients. And it's not until relatively recently that I've been giving back into the profession, giving back to other coaches and bringing all that experience into a program for coaches. And I'll be running the next iteration of my Thrive program for coaches soon. So if that's something that might interest you get in touch and indeed if there's something you've heard in any of these conversations you'd like to explore more drop me a message and we'll get on a call okay i'm going to wrap this one up for today as always thank you for listening i wish you much love and joy <laughs>